Welcome to Dante and Cheryl's first podcast entitled Decision. And so today we start with uh, Seth Godin's definition of art. And he says that art is, is anything where a human uses emotional labor to create connection to make meaningful change. And he also says that if we wait until we have earned credibility to do the art, we'll never do the art. And so today we begin our journey of making the art of the podcast. Uh, we were at dinner the other night with our friend Susan and we were talking about these topics and she said, this should be a podcast. And we've often talked about it, but here is our leap. And this year is following the year of Anchor. So it's right that we would be on the podcast app Anchor. Oh yeah. As we are in the year of intentional limitations. And so it's interesting because this decision we are making is, are we choosing safer or better? I think the people should know that it is uh, a little after 7.30 on a Saturday morning on our front porch um, as we made the decision to make this podcast. And we did that because as we've been learning about intentional limitations and as Dave Ramsey says, we have to live the life that no one lives today so we can live the life that no, no one, one lives, lives tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. And so uh, as I look around, there's no one out uh, because it's Saturday and we usually sleep in and so do our neighbors. Um, but we made the decision yes, today <laughs> to get up and do the work of creating art in the hopes that as we're talking about this decision to create the life we have imagined, mm -hmm. then you'll go on this journey with us to create your life that you've imagined and to dream and to then do the work to make the dream become reality. Because dreaming is easy. You're really good at dreaming. I love dreaming. I love sleeping and dreaming. <laughs> but the dreaming that we're talking about is, is really having vision and, and seeing before you actually see it. Um, it's biblical, um, but I think it's important because if you're not dreaming or you don't have a vision, you can't get any better. Well, in fact, the Bible says without vision, the people perish. The people so perish. It's, it actually says that we would die without vision. Mm -hmm. But I think that as we were talking about this place and we look around and the routines and the rhythm people have. Death is not always a physical death. It can be a spiritual death. Oh yeah. It could be a joy, a death of joy. Mm -hmm. um, I have this tattoo that says, live the life you have imagined. Okay, that it's pretty on my arm mm -hmm. and it's easy to say, but so often in the grind of getting up early, the commute and then work, which is, hard emotional labor oh, um, yeah. because it is meaningful work and um and seth godin says meaningful is anything that creates positive change and in the world of education when you're working to create positive change there is a whole lot of emotional labor attached and when that is spent coming home it's easy just to i just don't want to think anymore i don't want to do anything else i want to rest but uh, am i really resting yeah Am I really living in that? 
And so this is a journey of us deciding what yeah. is the life we want to live. Yeah. And for me as a cyber analyst, I don't have um I don't have the same level of interaction with people daily. So for me, um it's a little easier to rest in that regard, but I struggle with okay, I'm a cyber analyst, I can do this computer thing, but this isn't this isn't all there is. This isn't all I can do, but I'm not sure what's next because it's comfortable for me. It's what I know. It's changing all the time with cyber threats and requirements by the government, um, so on and so forth. But I struggle with trying to figure out what is beyond my profession because I feel this tugging to do something. I just don't know what that something is. And I'm confident whatever it is that you bring to the world to create meaningful change will make a difference. And although I know you can make the difference in both women and men, uh, I really believe that what you have to offer can really help men grow into themselves in being comfortable and being uncomfortable. Now, women, you can learn from them too, but I will cut you. Listen, I've got some. <laughs> if it just, goes beyond that. Just for you. Just that was for just you. a joke. That was not a threat. But <laughs> <laughs> it is important, though, as we are talking about what is next, we've also been dreaming about what this podcast is, what this means. And as we are living the year of intentional limitations with the intent purpose to be debt free in 23 debt free in 23 let's our, get it and our hope is in january that podcast will be okay guys this is how we did it and you can do it too you can do it but we're taking that step into this decision of between better uh-huh and safer and oh, it's yeah. a whole lot safer to sleep in on a saturday oh yeah but i want to not only become better but help others become better in this journey of reflection yeah, and the reflection of what it means to be better. And uh, Seth Godin, I'm going to mention his name a lot because he's really the reason we started this. <laughs> because I have been listening now twice to the podcast or the audible book, Leap First, Creating Meaningful Work. And so just to give him all the credit he is due, um, brilliant brilliant author and so as I was listening to this I really started to reflect on what work is and since my job is such emotional labor I was taking it very personal and what I realized in this podcast and I hope that you all and my husband will remind me <laughs> wait work is art if you do it right if you do it right yeah and you were talking the other day about or actually this morning about having a job that doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Um, I know there's a, a quote that looks really pretty on the wall of if you do a job you love, you'll never work a day yeah. in your life. And that reads well. <laughs> <laughs> but ask me on a 16 hour day in the spring if Ooh. that's how I feel. Ooh. And I will probably not concur with you, that statement. You will at the very <laughs> I least. I love my job. But you, yeah. But if someone asks you on a day like that, you will at the very least throat punch them in your mind oh yeah they will definitely be their mind punched mind punched mm -hmm. i understand mm -hmm. i understand but you love computers i do 
I do, but I don't love computers. Like, I know people who eat, sleep, breathe, like, computers. They can tell you everything about them from the top to bottom and tell you about their home setup. And that's great. But for me... It's safe. Like, when work is over, if I don't touch a computer or talk about a computer, I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, and it's safe. I do my job, try to do it well, but once that's done, like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, um, Brene off Brown, I, she's another author that I love and, and I read a lot or listen to on the commute, but she talks a lot about death in the comments oh, of yeah. a lot of her work. <laughs> um, and Seth Godin talks about when you're choosing safer or better, mm -hmm. if you're choosing better, you are risking potential failure. Mm -hmm. You're risking being judged. Mm -hmm. You are risking, and you said this, you added it, it also means work. Yeah. And for me and my leadership philosophy, um, I talk about doing the hard work and for me doing hard work is really giving the work to someone else mm -hmm. and so hard work is easy for me but it's the heart work that mm. really is the hardest the emotional labor of staying detached while connected yeah yeah and the new currency of connection oh yeah is what Seth Godin says we've went through the industrial age we went through the age where land meant wealth, mm -hmm. but today it's it's ambiguous yeah. of what can bring wealth. You were talking about NFTs a moment ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who is the guy you were talking about? Uh, Gary V. So talk a little bit about Gary. Gary V. I can't remember his story specifically, but he his parents were immigrants. Um, and he knows a lot about NFTs and he's very well versed in the business world. Um, but he talks often about how he was terrible in school and it wasn't because I don't, I believe it's not because he couldn't do the work, but he'll tell you himself that he knew that the constructs of school didn't fit like his worldview. Well, as an educator, that is, even though he may not know the history of this, that's absolutely true because Horace Mann created the first common school based on the idea we need to create people who can work, literate people <laughs> who can work. But you know, um, I was just looking for a quote that I couldn't exactly remember, um, but there is a brilliant researcher about um, that I read about this year um, that really spoke to me and it was Alvin Toffler and he said the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write but those who cannot learn unlearn and relearn and that goes back to what we were talking about competency yeah oh, but yeah. talking about I didn't mean to interrupt go ahead and no 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 I was about. just saying that um, and he knew somehow within him that the the people who judged him for not doing well in the constructs of education he knew that one day he would prove them wrong you know he believed enough in himself um and he was willing to be uncomfortable and do things that 
went against the status quo. And take risks. And take risks and be judged. And um, he just, I heard, uh, I saw an interview that he did where somebody said, you know, I'm going to come to New York and shake your hand when I'm a millionaire. And he said, um, I don't believe you. He said, for that to happen, you're going to have to put your head down. You're going to have to not buy a new car. Don't worry about new watches. Don't worry about new this, new that. Intentional limitations. Intentional limitations. Put your head down and just work. And you can do that. But right now, I don't believe you. Um, And I think intentional limitations, especially now, where we're so distracted and advertisements are everywhere and cell phones and iPads and laptops and all of those things will get us comfortable with just the pat, like creating these patterns of just staying where we are. I think part of the vision I see in this podcast is talking about some real things mm-hmm. um, and that you said distractions and it really uh, resonated with me because I adore you. Mm-hmm. And I adore you. You can be a distraction for me. Mm-hmm. And I know I can be a distraction for you because ultimately, if we had to choose between the comfort of us still be cuddling in bed on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. or getting up and being on our porch with coffee on a six, at six, 6.30 on a Saturday morning, it took some major discipline. Yeah. We had to set intentional limitations with uh, staying in the bed this morning. <laughs> yes, yes. But also an intentional limitation to not allow fear to drive the car. Right. Um, because just as I was doing some research on how do you record a podcast, mm-hmm. they were saying make sure a lot of podcasters broadcast from their closet because you can really control the the ambient noises and there's soft walls. And so it just makes sense to go to the closet. And it's important to really be able to control all of those ambient noises as I just hear this truck over there and that car over there. <laughs> and and in all honesty, just like what happened with Gary, the world was saying, oh, you've got to have everything together before you take this leap right. to decide to be better instead right. of safer. And so I, intentional limitations isn't always about what you don't do. Mm-hmm. It's about what you do do i tried to really separate that so i saw that i saw that you like <laughs> there was some concentration that went in <laughs> you asked a question about what made gary versus the other people who failed at school yeah. succeed there were people like him in school that also failed. Sure. But they're not shaking millionaires' hands when they're a millionaire. Mm-mm. They're somewhere else, and we don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. But what made him different? What made him decide to be better? You asked me that question. Yeah. What makes someone decide to choose better over safe? That's what I try to figure out all the time. All the time. Um, and I don't know if there's a definitive answer for that. Um, I don't know. So I hope our <clears throat> listeners think about that. Do you choose better or safe? Safe, the definition of that, is someone who has a paycheck. They have rules of work. 
they do that and then they don't do that. And that's the rhythm of their day and their set routines. And we don't take risks. And we just know that what is gonna be there is gonna be there. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there are people who choose that. Sure. Like, you often talk about how the army life was, mm -hmm. it was definitely not safer. Because <laughs> you, you endured a great deal of risk and, and those things, but there was something safe about the rhythm of your choices. Yeah, there's when you're when you have limited choices, you're gonna do one of five, especially in combat. You're gonna do one of five things every day. You know what you're gonna wear is already chosen for you. What you're gonna eat is already predetermined. Um, more than likely, you should be drinking a lot of water. Um, so you have these boundaries for the outcome of your day. Whereas when you're at home and you're in the states, you can watch binge watch Netflix all day. You can go to the mall. You can walk around the block, you can sit at your house and drink all day if you want to. There's no, there's this endless limitation of decisions that you can make um, that can sometimes be overwhelming. Oh yeah, whenever I think about finding this house and making this place, your word <laughs> of the year, this place our home, we had some limitations in what we could choose because of the station of life we're in. We're both out of a divorce. Mm -hmm. We're rebuilding our credit. We're mm -hmm. re rebuilding our lives. And so we had a price range where we wanted to be and we're at a stage where this place isn't the end destination for us. Uh -huh. um, but because of the limitation on what we could choose, I think it was fairly simple. I mean, it wasn't easy to find our house. We were right. out in the ice and the snow and my oh, Carhartt yeah. coveralls and sliding <laughs> into ditches. Yeah, we'll tell you that story later. Oh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> but we found our house and we chose it. Of course, ultimately, we're going to be in another place because this isn't the end for us. But now that we're looking at houses as we transition to this new phase of our life that we can afford different um, and we and we can afford choices. Right. Those choices can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's also a differentiation between better and safer. Yeah. Um, it would be safer just to stay here because this is a beautiful place. It's yeah. great. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But we have this drive. Don't know how I got there. For better. <laughs> we do. And with that drive, we still practice like limitations even within that drive because we could just go crazy um, and live above our means and, you know, just drive ourselves crazy. QX60, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> but we know better than that, than to do that. So, so in that desire to for better, I think that although we have a desire for better things, it's really something innate in us that want to be better. Yeah. To want to create better. Yeah. And to want to make a meaningful impact in a better way. And so as people are making those decisions mm -hmm. to do that very thing, our, my hope is that they come along this journey and find that better for them. Yeah. Um, and analyze and think about what is next for them. And to decide where is it that I want to invest my emotional labor and my heart into to do the hard work of better. Right. Um, I want to make more money. Sure. I want to have 
more things. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, I want to do what my arm says to live the life I have imagined. Mm -hmm. And so in that imagining the life I want to have, it involves creating a white space where I can continue to dream and take risks where I fail, mm -hmm. um, but take risks where I succeed as well. Absolutely. And so for this podcast, you know, as we talk about what it is that we want to say in this podcast and, mm -hmm. and be a testimony in this pad podcast, because um, you all will hear a lot about our faith. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are a part of Transformation Church. Shout out Pastor Mike and Natalie Todd. Let's go. <laughs> and so um, our leadership that's over us invests constantly. Oh, there's that ambient noise we can't control. Yeah, right. Um, our pastors, Natalie and Todd, model this taking risk in crazy faith, being anchored to the Word of God. And then also setting intentional limitations. So as we're walking that out, um, from you don't have to be a part of Transformation Church to be walking this out with us, but that'll all tie back to the Word of God because we've already talked about how without vision people perish. Mm -hmm. We've already talked about how, um, you know, we often have to say no so that we can have the things that we say yes to. And that is all biblical. We're going to talk about giving. Yeah. Because we really believe in that. In fact, um, Seth Godin, here he goes again, <laughs> talks about how our story attached to money is important. Um, if we begin to give out, then our story we tell ourselves about money becomes, I have more than enough to give, so I have more than enough to live. That's mm -hmm. my quote, not Seth, because that was good. Copyrighted. That Cheryl was really be. good. That was good. <laughs> but I'm going to have to write that down. Um, if we have a narrative that says, I have enough money to give, I have enough money to live. And if that's the case, then a generous spirit is developed, which I think is better th than safe. I think that is better than safe. And then that creates meaningful change, which is what art is. Mm -hmm. Um Seth Godin says that art is anything, what does he say, where we um, spend emotional labor mm -hmm. to create connection mm -hmm. and meaningful change. And for me, that makes me think about hip-hop, but on a larger scale, it makes me think about music in general, because some of the greatest musical artists are great storytellers. And in their storytelling, um, they create, like, this is why people, you hear a song, you can remember where you were mm -hmm. and what you were doing when you heard that song. They take an emotion, attach that to a moment that creates a memory. I forget who said that, but that is so true. Um, and a lot of times I specifically think of Jay-Z, but just I, I listened to him over the years and people love him so much because he's gone on a journey and he's made people feel like they've gone on this journey with him. And there's so many artists who do that. They go on a journey and they grow and they learn and they change and they take you on that journey um, with them. And I hope that with this podcast, we're able to do the same, the change and take people along with us in that change. Uh, another quote by Seth Godin. 
he says that only people who are comfortable in being what our pastor would say uncomfortable mm-hmm. he would also say in being incompetent yeah um, will make meaningful change in the world because in a world that is ever changing he believes that competency is a myth because you can no longer stay competent in a world that's ever changing which is really hard for me because I am so very competent usually. <laughs> uh, there may be others who disagree, but I am so competent. You are the most competent. <laughs> I am so competent usually. I define myself as being competent. <laughs> and so if my new definition for myself is incompetent, then that changes everything that I've ever known. And mm-hmm. that is scary. And that is uh, something that as we step into this journey, like I'm wrestling with. Yeah. Um, But the most important part of this, it may not be that this podcast makes any kind of difference, but as we go through this journey and we begin to do things like invest in such a way that our bank account grows and that we can be generous in an absurd way. I I want to be generous in an absurd way. In a way that doesn't make any Any sense. sense. Yeah. Uh, You know, when that happens... That will teach probably the most important people in, in our lives, and that's our children. Absolutely. That you can set goals, mm-hmm. make decisions to be better, not safe. Right. That are going to make a legacy and leave an impact that marks the world beyond where you're gone. And that leads me to the last question that we have for today. And that is, if we were gone today, would the world miss us? Specifically, if I was gone today, would the world miss me? And if you were gone today, would the world miss you? And what would it be that we brought to the world that the world would miss? Of course, Michael Jordan brought basketball. We miss seeing him play. <laughs> yeah. Jay-Z brings music. Yeah. And knowledge. Knowledge. Oh, yeah. And we, if he stopped, we would miss that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think about, as you were saying that, I'm thinking about, like, what do I miss about the people who were gone? You know, who are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's family members. And it's crazy because when someone, when someone is gone or someone is lost, everybody is losing something different. Mm-hmm because the relationship is different. Um, but for me, and I guess in my life thus far, I think people would miss like a, a genuinely just compassionate, empathetic person. Because um, I think Seth Godin mentioned like empathy yeah, he says that the scarcity that exists in the world is people who care. Yeah. We always talk about, oh, we're running out of water or we're running out of resources like fuel and right. and those things. But he says that the resource that we're really lacking are people who are care who care enough to create the art that changes the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think they would miss about you, like your ability to be steady. You are a rock, and I'm the opposite. That's not true. Oh, oh, it is. That's okay. I appreciate you saying <laughs> that. That is not true. But you are steady and constant, and that is a skill that people don't know how to do, to stay still 
when there's a tornado happening around you is a gift that as even though I've been married to you, this will be our third year, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still haven't learned. So you have a lot to teach me still, but others could learn from that too. Babe, you're a warrior though. <laughs> Which often means unsteady. That doesn't mean unsteady. <laughs> You joke often that you're like Peter, which isn't true. But if something goes down, you are ready. <laughs> you are ready. You're a prayer warrior. You will stand in that gap and pray the walls down. So as I'm, we're creating the life that we have imagined, what I want to be the thing that I leave the world with is the ability to teach how to walk through this life and go to the next level while dealing and battling with the challenges raging in their past, mm -hmm. learning to be present right now while dreaming of a future. So in all of those things, and I think every person in the world has this swirling of those three warring uh, aspects of our personality. Sure as we're learning so much from moment to moment in this ever-changing world. Mm -hmm. So this podcast, I believe, is going to be a part of that teaching. Yeah. And how to set intentional limitations with your budget so you can be debt-free in 23. Okay, now I'm debt-free. What do I do next? How do I invest it? How do I decide to invest? How do I decide um, to buy real estate? Do right. I do that? When do I say I no longer want to work for someone else? I want to work for myself. Mm -hmm. How do you take that risk, 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 and then prepare for it? And then another big thing that I've learned that we'll probably talk about <coughs> is how do you go from being l love and loving people and in this community and starting completely over and then because of what happened in this almost a previous life mm -hmm. to a new what others would say new life which is a trigger for me but <laughs> like after our divorce a new community a new way of looking things a new way of living yeah um, and the challenges of losing that life gaining another losing friends gaining new ones while not allowing yourself to really take the risk to love them in the same way because it hurt so much the first time yeah like those kind of things is something i want to leave in the world well i navigate that because i haven't gotten it figured out like we we are making this podcast of how to teach people how to be debt free when we're not debt free yet right oh yeah teaching people how to heal after you've been hurt when you're still hurting mm-hmm how to walk forward in a relationship after a major failed relationship and not messing this wonderful one up the next time. Right. And those kind of topics in this podcast, um, most are like, oh, well, this is a business podcast. It's not. <laughs> oh, this is a relationship podcast. It's, it's not. not. No. Oh, this is how to be a great mother podcast. It's not. Mm -mm. Oh, this is how to be a great father podcast. It's not. Nope. Oh, this is how to be a great man of God podcast. It's not. It like you can't. I don't have a clear cut. This is that. But I know <coughs> it's about walking out of life, 
that matters and makes an impact. So as we think about the content for all of these podcasts and we're going to the next stage, I think it's just fitting to leave not with a statement, but a question that we all ask ourselves. What is that question? What's next? Oof. So stay tuned and we'll let you know. <laughs>